Hello, Tea Crew, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tea Talk with Sha. Today, we're going to be getting into all of the trending topics all over social media and the internet. And we're also going to be doing a deep dive on Grammys 2024. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, as per usual, it was an eventful weekend, so we have a lot to get into. Let's get straight into the tea. So EO, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, apologizes to J-Lo as they both host SNL this week. But my question is, why? So EO is, I don't want to even try to say her last name because I feel like I'm going to butcher it. I may have butchered her first name. Sister, forgive me. (laughs) Because I'm trying to like read it, it's spelled A-Y-O, and to me that would be I-O, but I think, I believe it's pronounced E-O. Either way, she is the star of The Bear. She was also in theater camp, and her career is really blowing up. She just won a Golden Globe, and she's been really sweeping the award season uh, this year for The Bear. So shout out to her, congratulations to you and um, you know all your success. So off the back of this success, she was asked to host SNL, and the musical guest is J-Lo and uh, Lotto. And honestly, a little tea about that, I feel like this song, Can't Wait to Love, about J-Lo always falling in and out of love, she's kind of poking fun at herself for being married so many times, for being in so many different relationships. But, you know, she's basically just saying in the single that she's always in love and it's hard for her, I guess, to not be in love. And I think she's really teeing up a divorce announcement between her and Ben Affleck. We've all seen them in public looking, you know, very disgruntled at each other. They just do not seem to be having the best of times right now in their marriage, um, which I hope is just something that is coming off to the public, but not true. But it looks like it could be the end of Benefer once again. Um, so we'll see. But back to this topic. So EO basically went on one of my favorite uh, podcasts, Scam Goddess, and she spoke about how JLo's entire career is a scam. So on the podcast, Scam Goddess, they talk about different scams, different ways people were scammed. Um, victims of scams, but also people who perpetrate scams. It's a really interesting podcast. So as a guest on this podcast, you know, EO was asked to share some of her experiences with podcasts and, you know, things that she thinks are scams, et cetera, you know, to go along with the podcast. And she talks about JLo's career. Now, the reason why she said this is because JLo has been using other artists' lead vocals as her own. Um, during her entire music career, most famously when Ashanti recorded her lead vocals, I guess, you know, as a demo or something like that. And then JLo kept the vocals in and never credited Ashanti with those vocals. She basically just kind of lightly sang over them, but the bulk, the, you know, the strength of the vocal was coming from Ashanti and she was never credited. It was never spoken about. So, Honestly, I can understand why she apologized because they're hosting together. Somebody obviously surfaced, resurfaced this clip as a way to bring down this black young artist, which, you know, I definitely have a problem with. But at the end of the day, she was triumphant. They both were on SNL together. She used a skit to apologize to her saying, you know, I was 24. I wasn't really thinking about the repercussions of what I was saying. And I was just saying whatever I wanted to, thinking that no one would really ever hear this interview, especially 
especially not JLo herself. So I think it was, you know, a good thing for her to be able to apologize for both of them to host together and kind of just sweep it um, under the rug and move forward. But it's just like, you know, people should be able to voice their opinions without other people getting mad. She didn't, you know, say JLo was a low down dirty B. You know what I mean? She just said that she thinks that it's kind of scammy that JLo never credited these artists and she still hasn't, like, she still hasn't talked about it. She still hasn't addressed it. She wrote a book. She did a movie for herself on Netflix and she still never talked about the fact that she stole vocals from people. She also never addressed the fact that she tried to steal Mariah Carey's career, but that's a whole nother story. If you're interested in the scams of JLo, please listen to the episode of my podcast, JLo opportunist question mark. I think it was from the first season of my podcast and just listen to the things that I say there, because I think then you'll understand why EO made the comments that she did, but let's move on to the next topic. So Cleo turns on ice spice after she enters into a battle with lotto. Let's get into this craziness. So the undercard has kicked off ding, ding round one. Last week, we had Nicki Minaj and uh, Meg Thee Stallion. This week, we have Cleopatra v. Ice Spice and then Ice Spice v. Lotto. <laughs> so the new rap girls are also getting involved in the beef. <laughs> I don't know if it's to sell records or if it's because they really don't like each other and they want to put it on wax. I don't know at this point. I will say, since this kind of beef kicked off between Lotto, uh, you think you the ish, you're not even a fart, uh, sold over a hundred thousand copies. I said, I saw that ice spice had sold. So, you know, that record's doing very well for ice spice, especially as a solo record. So maybe the girls are all in cahoots to sell records, but either way, um, ice spice got into her Twitter spaces and she confirmed that that song that she just put out was about Lotto. And she confirms that she did the song about Lotto because Lotto did in her last song, her last music video, there's a snippet of Ice Spice playing in the background. And I feel like, I don't know if I clocked that or if the blogs caught it or maybe they posted it, but I just didn't see it. So, you know, Lotto has her in her music video. So now fast forward to this new song that Ice Spice has out and it's directed at um, Lotto. Okay, so during this beef, uh, Lotto has been posting pictures, I mean, Ice Spice has been posting pictures, and in one of the captions, she quotes uh, Cleopatra's song, Rockstar. Now, Cleopatra was taken back by this because she is really cool with Ice Spice, and they are friends. Cleopatra is actually on a reality show herself right now called The Impact New York, where she talks about her own career, how she's a bona fide artist in her own right. And even though, you know, she hangs out with Ice Spice and that's her girl, she's like, I'm not getting clout off of hanging out with Ice Spice. Like, I'm also a dope rapper. I'm out here. I'm working on singles. I'm getting, you know, myself up and I'm getting myself together to be, you know, the next big rap girly out here, you know? So Cleopatra said, in so many words, in her Twitter spaces, why is Ice Spice using my lyrics now to fuel this beef with Lotto when she never promoted my single before? 
Now, this to me was a little surprising because I was like, now that's supposed to be your girl. You definitely have her phone number. Why you couldn't reach out to Ice Spice and be like, wow, that was a little bit of shade, girl. Like you never really promoted this single. Now all of a sudden you're using it to fuel a beef with Lotto. I'm not in that. She's like, I'm not in that beef. I don't want to be involved in that beef. That's not me. I want to rap. You know, I want to be cool with the girls. I want to get myself out there, but I'm not going to be used by Ice Spice. I feel like Ice Spice is taking a page out of somebody else's book, but if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, we're moving along. So basically now Cleo is getting into it with Ice Spice over her non-support in their friendship as Ice Spice is getting into it with Lotto just over the snippet and in general, the girls are going back and forth. Listen, I don't know if I could claim a winner right now, but I'll tell you as far as rap, Ice Spice is really about to dust. Um, I mean, Lotto is really about to dust Ice Spice. I think Lotto would win in a rap off against Ice Spice. Then Lotto was seen in the Bronx filming her new video and Ice Spice is from the Bronx. <laughs> so I like Lotto was literally just posted up on her block like I'm about to shoot a video out here. It's cool for me out here. It's safe for me out here. I don't know what you're talking about. So the beef continues on. Now, definitely less people care about this beef than the Meg and Nikki beef, but a lot of people are interested. You know, Lotto, I mean, Ice Spice's song is selling and Lotto's music has been selling. So we're, we'll see where the girls go with this, but you know, as long as it stays light and fun, I really don't have a problem with it. Like that's how we get the best music, honestly, out of them is when they're competing with each other. So I guess let the competition continue. Um, all right, let's get into the next topic here. Meg Thee Stallion signs a distribution deal with Warner Music and she retains her masters. So Meg Thee Stallion is now independent. She finally got out of that crazy contract with 1501 and Carl Crawford and she has her independence as an independent artist. Her last two singles, Cobra and Hiss, were both put out on her new label that she owns entirely herself. So congratulations to that, especially with the... Um, popularity and the success of his it is main I don't want to you know jinx it knock 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 on wood but it might go number one so with that amount of sales and it being independent she is going to make a grip off of that disc record so shout out to you we stand a queen now this merger or this deal that she has with Warner Music she's allowed to keep her independence because she has her own um management which is rock nation and she makes her own videos she does her own thing she's putting her own money into her career but on top of that warner music is now going to help her promote and distribute this music that she makes on her own so that's what the deal is really for and that she'll be able to retain her masters that she won you know from 1501 and you know hiss and Cobra and all the new projects that she has, they will not be getting a piece of her master's um, credits. She will get that money. So that is a great deal. Um, I think Central C has a deal like that. A bunch of um, rappers that can afford to record their own music have deals like that because it really makes you more money on the back end when the song sells well. And she's going to make a grip off of Hiss. This is crazy. I'm like, even if she doesn't go number one, the money that she made off of Hiss for it to be completely independent is going to be a nice big bag. So congratulations again to Meg the Stallion. 
All right, let's get into this next topic here. Married to Medicine <laughs> Face Tune Challenge. This got to be crazy. So I'm on Instagram <laughs> just scrolling through and I see, you know, a picture of Dr. Simone and uh, Toya and they're at a basketball game and it looked like a nice picture. You know, they just posted up enjoying the game together. Right. So Dr. Simone posted to her social media unfiltered, unedited, just the raw photo and a fan actually commented, you know, you guys look great, but maybe just a little face tune would help. And Dr. Simone came under the comments and was like, no, you know, this is our natural faces. This is what we look like. We're natural beauties. At the end of the day, we don't need to, you know, edit our photos, our face tune, our photos to be beautiful. So then Toya, who was also in the picture, dropped in the comments and she was like, yeah, but we could fix the lighting and just tweak it just a little bit. And this is what she's saying to Simone. So Toya posts the picture on her social media with the face tune on. And I'll, I'll admit it wasn't that heavy. It was just a little, you know, softener here or there. And the brightness was turned up. But the picture itself really genuinely looked for the most part the same. So Dr. Heavenly sees this kerfluffle going on. Um, and she says that she wants to do a married to medicine unfiltered challenge where all the married to medicine cast post pictures of themselves unfiltered, unedited, no face tune, no makeup, no nothing. Just post your face, how your face actually really looks. And she also said that Phaedra Park should go first. <laughs> so this was some shady, this was some shady stuff. And, you know, under this, um, post that was picked up by the blogs, of course, and reposted, Toya came and was like, you know, Heavenly, this is how you insert yourself into something that had nothing to do with you. This was between me, Dr. Simone, and I guess the fan. And, you know, it was just Toya saying, that's fine, Dr. Simone. But when you have pictures that include other people, it's okay to put a little face tune on just to make everybody feel comfortable with what you're posting. These people have thousands and thousands of subscribers. You might not want to see yourself in that light you know, with somebody posting something where you don't look that great because everybody's going to screenshot it. All the blogs will have it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of a bigger deal than just posting when you have about 500 followers or 300 followers, or it's just your close friends or something like that. So I can understand where they're both coming from, but heavenly, you know, I love you, but you got to sit this one out. I don't understand why you come in at Phaedra unprovoked and why you're just bringing yourself into this situation. Like you like to get on camera with a bonnet on, with no makeup on. And that's just you. That's your brand. That's Dr. Heavenly. That might not be Toya's brand. That might not be other people's brand to look a certain way. Some people have a really high standard of how they present themselves when they post on social media. You know, especially when you know it's going to get, you know, critiqued and picked up by the blogs and this, that, and the third. It's like, you just don't care, but some people care and you have to respect that. I don't know. It's just like, fight the battles that you're in, Heavenly. You don't have to get into every single thing that happens with Married to Medicine. But take a note for the new reality girls. This is how you stay on the cast. Let me just keep it real. This is how you stay on the cast. This is how you trend. This is how you make sure you're continuously relevant because she is inserting herself into a situation that has nothing to do with her, yet she's the one getting reposted the most because of her kind of making that shady comment towards Phaedra. I love Phaedra. We all love Phaedra. Well, we don't all love Phaedra, but I love Phaedra. <laughs> Shout out to you, Esquire Parks. Um, 
But she does use a lot of Facetune, and I think that's why Heavenly made that comment, and that's why it was shady, et cetera, et cetera. But this is how you stay in the media. This is how you stay relevant. You know, like it or not, that's part of the job. The less relevant you are, the less money you'll make per episode, and the more they can see the show without you. And that's just the truth. All right, let's get into this next topic here. Monique is stepping into Club Shay Shay, and the fans believe it's going to be messy. So um, Shannon Sharp posted a picture with Monique, and Monique looks great. You know, he looks good. They're about to do a podcast together, but people are thinking that Monique is about to set the set on fire, something like what Cat Williams did when he was there at the top of the year. So everybody's like wondering what Monique will talk about. Will she bring up Oprah? Will she bring up Tyler Perry? Will she bring up the whole Precious situation? Has Shannon Sharp been warned against that? Will she talk about her situation with Netflix? Will she bring up the fact that she thinks that Steve Harvey stole a joke from her or something like that? She has been saying a lot of things lately. Um, and I really think it's going to be a crazy interview. I think this one could break Cat Williams depending on what she said. I will say though, Shannon Sharp is definitely getting some great interviews. And ever since, and I think one of my, um, T crew members, Alex brought this up to me and it's so true. Ever since he left that Skip Bayless situation, he has been thriving. I mean, thriving. He had this big interview with Cat Williams. Then he got this other show with Chad Ochocinco, um, like a later night show. And he has just been thriving on his social media as well. So, hey, you know, sometimes you might think something is your biggest setback. It could be your biggest setup, okay, for success. Shannon Sharp definitely saw some success after he left Skip, and that's the truth. All right, let's get on to the next topic here. And our last topic, Wendy Williams heard my cry. Let me get into it. So you guys know I love Wendy Williams. Some people were asking me for an update. So last week, we did a topic on Wendy, where she is, the fact that she moved from New York to Florida to be with family and focus on her recovery. And then Bam, last week we got the full trailer of Wendy, where has she been? And it's going to document where Wendy has been and, you know, if she really has neurological issues. So for those that are not caught up, Wendy Williams, in addition to having addiction issues, possibly alcohol, possibly other things, she may be addressing that in the documentary. We don't know that it's also been said that she's also having some memory loss and neurological issues in her brain, right? So this is something that she's going to go to the doctor for during the documentary. And I think, you know, it's being said and from the trailer, we can kind of infer that she's going to share some of those results with us about what's going on with her. Does she have early onset dementia? Is she addicted to anything else besides alcohol, you know, and what is going on there? And I just hope that all the proceeds from this documentary go directly to Wendy. She's been saying that she's broke, that her money has been mismanaged. And as much as I really don't want to see her on the screen at this time, I just hope that whatever money she gets from Lifetime goes directly to her and her family that's taking care of her right now, not to her ex-husband or anybody else who could try, you know, to use this money uh, for themselves and not to help Wendy. I really hope that this money is going to help Wendy because she really needs it, you know? All right, everyone, this has been our 
fully action-packed <laughs> trending topics for this week. Stay tuned for our sports report. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the Sports Update with J-Rob. Today I will be covering both the NFL and the NBA. Let's start with NFL news. The Seattle Seahawks have hired Mike McDonald to be their head coach. McDonald previously served as the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator from 2022 until 2023. Also, the Washington Commanders have hired Dan Quinn to be their head coach. Quinn previously served as the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator from 2021 until 2023. Also, the Los Angeles Chargers have hired Jim Harbaugh to be their head coach. Harbaugh previously served as the head coach for the University of Michigan football from 2015 until 2023. And finally, in NFL news, a former NFL player and movie star, Carl Weathers, has died at the age of 76. Carl Weathers played one season for the Oakland Raiders in 1970 before finding fame as a movie star. He is best known for his character Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. In the 1990s, he starred in the hit crime drama series In the Heat of the Night where he played police chief Hampton Forbes. In NBA news, Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid is out indefinitely with a knee injury and Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine will have season-ending foot surgery. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have a wonderful week. All right, T-Crew, let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, the deep dive. And today we are talking about the Grammy Awards. So the Grammy Awards were this weekend and, you know, everyone showed up looking stunning. The night before was the historic Clive Davis pre-Grammy party and everyone that's anyone was there. Ice Spice performed. Um... Some people think it was lackluster. I don't know. It's just like Ice Spice, I really can't put my finger on it. Like that new song that she has, You Think You the Ish, You're Not Even a Fault. Like I, it's so catchy. Like it's in the back of my mind and I don't really want it to be. You know what I mean? But it's like every time I hear it, I kind of just do a little bop to it. So the music is, it's hitting where it needs to hit as far as it being catchy. But I just don't know, you know, this is what the second, her second year, or maybe she's like in 2024 heading into her third year of her career. Does she need to like pick up some type of choreography or maybe dancers. I just feel like for the Clive Davis party, she had on a nice, beautiful dress. Her hair was long. It wasn't the afro. It was like long and straight, um, but still in the orange color, ginger color. But I just, I don't know. That's my question. Like, does she need choreography? Is there something? It just doesn't give elevated. Like, it doesn't give, you know, this is a Grammy-nominated artist. And she is Grammy-nominated, um, you know, and she is a big artist, so I just don't know why it's not giving that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Leave co- leave some comments about that, too. If you listen to the podcast, leave some comments about what you think about that, because maybe I'm just, like, misinterpreting what's going on here. So that happened. You know, all the girlies came out. 
to the Clive Davis Grammy party. Now we're at the official Grammys. So SZA won two Grammys. Victoria Monet also won her first two Grammys. And then Tyla won for Best African Performance, her first Grammy. Now that was amazing. Shout out to all those queens. I'm sure more Grammys are going to continue to roll in. And don't worry if I miss anybody or if somebody wasn't noted, they will be on the T-Talk with Shot Instagram page. So go ahead and follow that page. I'm going to repost everyone that I see for, you know, the people that we follow. The girls that get it, get it. You know, I'm not going to post some random band from New Zealand. No offense to them, but I'm going to post the people that, you know, you guys care about that you want to know who won the Grammys, right? So I'll post those on the Instagram page. But let's get into the tea here. So Barbie World was nominated for best rap song. Now, I don't know why this wasn't publicized more because, you know, Nikki has never won a Grammy. Her fans are always upset about that. She's always upset about it. She always brings it up that Cardi has a Grammy, Meg has a Grammy. Why doesn't she have a Grammy, you know? So she's nominated for a Grammy. Now, the Grammys made a huge mistake by posting on their Instagram page, on their website, and on their Twitter that Barbie World featuring Ice Spice and, you know, including Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj won for Best uh, Rap Song when it did not. It did not win for Best Rap Song. Killer Mike's song ended up winning for Best Rap Song of the Year. And it was basically a typo or a mistake on their part. Now, I said a lot of things about Nicki Minaj last week, and some of you guys are mad in the comments. Most of you guys kept it cute, so thank you for allowing me to have my opinion. Um, but some of you guys were disgruntled in the DMs, and some of you guys, you know, left some, you know, shady comments, and that's fine. Honestly, if you've noticed, if you're a follower of the page, I never delete comments unless, you know, it's something really, really terrible or something about a specific community or something like that. I never delete comments. Um, I let you guys have your opinion as well, especially if you don't agree with me. I usually like all the comments again, unless they're derogatory or, you know, just hateful to someone. I'm not going to like those comments. Um, but for the most part, I feel like Instagram censors the comments enough. So if you say something really terrible, the comment will be hidden and Instagram does that, not me. So I feel like since Instagram does do that, I also don't have to come behind and censor unless it's really bad. So for the most part, you guys just liked it. Um, you know, and a couple people had some comments and that was fine. And, um, you know, they're still on the post, but we have to be honest about the situation here that Nikki does get different treatment. I don't know if she, I don't know who she pissed off, honestly, in the Grammy Awards, but it seems as though no matter what she does, she will not win a Grammy because the Academy does not like her behavior. Um, and this is where some artists say it's a popularity contest. It's not a real measure of music or how the music is or, you know, whatever, because, it's just not about the music at the end of the day. It's about the artist as a whole. And the Grammy Academy is just not going to vote for her. I think it's a huge slap in the face to post someone as a winner that's been wanting a Grammy for so long um, when they're not a winner. And that stuff doesn't have to be in real time. That should be checked by somebody. You can't just post that somebody is a winner and tag that person 
um, and then have to go back and say, oops, wrong person. Like that's really a lot. If it takes, you know, even till tomorrow to put out the official tweets of who's won, which category, I would say, take that extra time because it is like a knife in the back to, you know, feel as though you're the queen of rap, which is how Nikki feels and to not have, and you know, the biggest music award that we have, you know, in the U S is the Grammys. So to consider yourself to be the queen of rap without a Grammy is, is a slap in the face to her career. Now, listen, I do not stand by her antics. I do not stand by the grave site stuff and everything that she's been doing. I do not stand by any of that. But as far as her catalog, her catalog says at least one Grammy for me, if not two or three at this. And that's just my honest opinion. I see, I can be honest because I am not a stan of anyone. You know, I enjoy making the Stallions music. You know, I enjoy bopping along with the hotties. There's also music that I enjoy by Nikki, but her antics have just become, you know, too much for me. But as far as her catalog and deserving a Grammy, I think we can all agree that she does deserve one. Um, will she get one? I don't know. You know, because that's not only what they're what they consider. Let's just face it. It's more of a popularity contest than it is a contest of just judging the music. And I think we all know that at this point. Um, but it is a slap in the face for them to post her as a winner, knowing that she did not win. Because I honestly do think that was somewhat intentional on their part to kind of dangle it in her face. Like, yeah, you're never going to be a winner. Barbie World was a huge song. Um, and it still didn't win rap song of the year. So they're just basically saying, yeah, you'll never win. We're just going to make it so you don't win. Um, which is crazy, but it, it just is what it is. Like if you subscribe to these people and you keep, keep submitting your music and you, you know, then you're asking them to judge you. And when they judge you, they're going to judge how they want. It doesn't have to be fair. Um, this is not the scale of all music it's the judging of an academy. It's the judging of a group of people. Um, so I think people have to remember that too when they watch the Grammys and, you know, just think about in general what it means to win these kind of awards. You know what I mean? All right, everyone, this has been the Deep Dive. Stay tuned for our outro comments. All right, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I'm actually seeing some tea come through right now that I might have to do a mini sip on tomorrow and it involves the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So if you follow that show and the recasting and all the drama going on with that, you might wanna keep your notifications on because <laughs> it might be a double drop. Um, but thank you for all that you guys do to support the podcast, sharing the reels, taking the polls, commenting, DMing me. All of it helps grow the podcast and I truly, truly appreciate it. As always, convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are and I love you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>